Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Andy Brent Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back. Kick off hour three, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable we have them here in our presence. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. It's always nice to cheer for yourself, isn't it? Really it really is. It's a wonderful idea, I think. Okay, I, what should we talk about? Well, cars probably okay. would be good. That'd be good. <laughs> cars, it'd be good. The cool car section is still up and running. There are some. There's actually some good prices there. This is the time of the year when we really want to start transitioning our used car inventory away from sports cars and into SUVs and trucks. So if you're in the market for a good deal on a late model, fun-to-drive, sporty car, go to walzer.com, hit inventory, and hit Walzer Cool Cars. There's about 50 of them in there. Least expensive ones, probably about $6,500 all the way up to $500,000. So we got you covered. They got a couple of Ferraris down in Wichita that are on there, and it's like, ooh. It's expensive just to even look at it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you just to take a Somehow gander. it will. I just always avert my eyes. Like, oh, $500,000. If I blink, they'll, it'll wind up you know, delivering worthy. it. Oh, you notice that you like the Ferrari. So here it is, sir. Just sign this paperwork. Oh, man. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. A lot of songs that I like. I think we need a rock out. Rock out Wednesday. I need a break from rocking out. I joined a new band. You did? Yeah. I was in one for a little while this spring and summer. It didn't work out terribly well. It just wasn't a good fit. And out of the blue, this guy I had met two years ago, uh, is also a guitar player. Said, "Hey, got them in this band. It's really fun. The other guitar player is moving up north. Are you interested in a spot?" So. I went and tried out a few times with them. It's a little different than the stuff I play. I've played enough classic rock for a lifetime. This is a little bit more modern, some modern country, which is actually kind of fun. Oh, birdie, birdie. Well, it's really rock and roll with the the lead yeah, singer is, is a, a, is, a yeah. woman from South Carolina, so it actually <laughs> works pretty well. And they do some pink tunes and some Bruno Mars and a little bit of everything. But Ooh, I like I've that. had to learn all this stuff. It's like, like here, learn these 50 songs. First gig's in 2nd of August. I'm like, oh, God. Do you, uh, it's a lot of work. Work. Do you sing Uptown Funk? No, I don't sing Uptown Funk. Why not? Well, I, I'm not much of a singer. I, I, I do a little bit of singing. Don't believe in just watch. No, they do uh, Locked Out of Heaven, which is oh, kind yeah. of a cool tune. Bruno Mars is incredibly he's, he's, talented. He's great. Yeah. He really is really, really talented. So, But to memorize 50 songs in a couple of weeks is a lot of work, so when nobody's home. When you said you joined a new band, I thought for sure you were going to say ACDC. Because uh-huh. Brian Johnson can't sing anymore, so well I can't. I can sing a little bit. I I I get to do the talking song singers like I do uh, Domino by uh, Van Morrison. Yeah, yeah, which really he doesn't really sing. No, and you can't understand what he's saying, so it's a perfect song for me. Anything by Johnny Cash is not singing either. It's yeah, more talking. Right. Well, when we were in Chicago, uh, we met uh, Dave's friend that he grew up with, and his name's Rick Lindy, and he has his own band called Rick. L- 
Rick, Lindy, and the Wild Ones, and he is fantastic. They do a lot of Elvis, um, rockabilly stuff, you know, all that 50s and 60s stuff. And it it was so fun just to sit there and just how much they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And um, I was blown away. I mean, his voice is phenomenal. I even have a YouTube video, if you want to hear a little bit, he wrote a song called Memphis or Bust. And it's a wonderful original, but it's a throwback song. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he's so talented. I I wish he could kind of get out there more. But he plays a lot around the Chicago area at, like, bars and festivals and stuff like that. So, I don't know, hopefully one day we can get him up here. There you go. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, it's great to see. I like to watch those small, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, house too. bands yep. and stuff like that. I I don't know. Sometimes I think they're better than going seeing these big old extravagant concerts. One of my, and I only do it a couple times a year, but you head down to Bunkers and watch Dr. Mambo's combo play, and they're just terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are. Prince poached a bunch of guys out of that band to play in the New Power Generation. and it's like, So if that's your local band and Prince is coming in and sitting in with you and then stealing your people, yeah, you got a pretty true. good little band. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about that. And you'll get depressed as hell by this story. Mm-hmm. WWE stock is doing very well right now, and some executives, including Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Kevin Dunn, recently sold off a lot of their shares. According to SEC filings posted today, a number of WWE executives unloaded stocks while prices were at $82.92 a share. Prices of WWE stock dipped this morning to $81.05, but leveled out at $82.52. A share at market close. WWE executives sold a total combined amount of stock worth $160.8 million. That's pretty good. WWE stock prices have risen steadily since the deal with Fox Sports was announced. SmackDown Live will begin airing on Fox every Friday starting in October 2019 on a five-year deal worth $1 billion. Vince McMahon sold 3.34 million shares of WWE stock in December 2017 to fund Alpha Entertainment for the 2020 rebirth of the XFL Football League. At the time, McMahon unloaded his shares at $32 a piece for an estimated $100 million. So he sold it when it was 50 bucks cheaper. Mm -hmm. For $100 million. I mean, For $100 million. Do you know the story of the guy that uh, started Victoria's Secret? No. So it started in, California, uh, in uh, San Francisco, and the guy sold it... I'd have to look it up. It was maybe 15 years ago for $5 million. Mm -hmm. And then the company took off, and it was worth way more than when he sold it. Mm -hmm. He killed himself. Mm. You got $5 million. Yeah, $5 million is pretty good. That's okay. <laughs> for I some people, it's all, all they care about is more money. Yeah. They don't care that $5 million is enough to live comfortably on forever. They just care that they could have gotten more. Andy, who was the guy we were talking about that sold off part of... <laughs> the Apple stock Apple? guy? Yeah, the Apple stock guy. Yeah. Did you ever hear that story? Yeah. yeah. How much did you sell a stock for? Again, like twenty five grand or something? Yeah. Uh, he was one of the first employees, right? Oh, God. Sold his 10% stake for $800. $800. Mm-hmm. And it would be worth what now? About $63 billion. Sixty-three oh, that billion dollars. Maybe <laughs> arguably the worst business oh, decision ever made. God, eight hundred dollars would have turned into sixty-three billion. Yeah, I might Ouch. go home and I have to poop. I mean, even eight hundred dollars. <laughs> like, even if you think the company's going to fail, yeah, who cares? You know, why bucks? give up a ten percent stake in anything for eight hundred dollars? I couldn't agree more. Couldn't maybe agree he was more. Bitter or something. Just wanted. Nothing Still, to do with them, maybe. I don't know. I mean, if I was bitter, I would say, hey, maybe I can, you know, get a lot of more money out of them rather than, here you go, have $63 billion, you know, worth of stock in, for 800 Why did he sell it? Because he it was bad at money. He just thought it was going to tank? Yep. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, it was, what, two people back then? Three. I think it was three. three uh, yeah. But still, like I said, $800 is just not worth it yeah i don't understand why you would want to do something like that gotta be honest with you i why, again why for eight hundred dollars no you know what i'll just hold on to it right to t take a chance i would think that's what you'd do anyway but that's just me oh trump is apparently angry with cohen over the tape disclosure thing did you guys hear that tape of of trump and cohen yeah I did. there's nothing it. on it they don't talk about anything i mean 
I'm not pro-Trump here, and I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm just saying I listened to it, and there's nothing on there. Well, what are people interpreting that they said on there? Yeah, well, that's what they love to do. (laughs) This is what you actually said. You know, oh, I've had people before, you know, because I always joke around the fact that I have a 30-inch inseam and 37-inch arms, so I'm kind of apish. Is that a racist thing? No, it's not a racist thing. I'm talking about myself, you dumb bastard. And I said, dumb bastard, you heard me. But uh, seriously, they so, always want to interpret that it's the worst thing you could yeah. possibly do. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm talking well, about myself, you moron. Because people want to find something that doesn't even exist, whether it's racism or yeah, sexism. I well, I have a question. We did descend from apes, did we not? Or ascend from apes, maybe yeah, a better right. way to put it. <laughs> but we did come from right. ape-like creatures. Yeah. What's the problem here? We are apes. I don't know. Because people associate, I mean, if you refer anything, calling somebody a monkey or an ape, they Mm -hmm. immediately go to racism Mm -hmm. against African Americans. Yeah, they do, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of like what the whole Roseanne thing was about. And I think, honestly, she was referring to her as how she, not necessarily her race, but just the shape of her face, her hair. The glasses and two. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it was. It totally was, yeah. I don't really, yeah, I don't understand. I'm talking about myself, calling myself either a monkey or an ape, and you get pissed off that I'm racist. So I'm racist against myself? I guess so. It is kind of silly if you're calling yourself names and people well, are offended. Exactly. I'm calling myself a name. Why are you offended? Well, they're probably thinking that you're being condescending towards to African Americans. No, saying it that. has nothing to do with African Americans. Oh, I know, but I guarantee you that's what yeah, they're thinking. Well, I suppose. Well, they, they want to think the worst. Black people are so sensitive. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. Well, it's no, it's mostly other white people. No, I know. It, it is, is other white people that cause exactly problems. Right. No, you're 100% right. It's other white people who get offended by everything. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, it's just not human. Every day a problem. President Donald Trump blasted his former attorney, Michael Cohen, on Wednesday. The morning after CNN aired the audio of a recording Cohen made of the two. What kind of a lawyer would tape a client? So sad. Is this a first? Never heard of it before. Why was that tape so abruptly terminated? While I was uh, presumably saying positive things, I hear there are other clients that many reporters are taped uh, that are taped. Can this be so? It's too bad, Trump tweeted. In the audio uh, aired first on CNN's Cuomo primetime, Trump and Cohen can be heard discussing how they would buy the rights to former Playboy model Karen McDougal's story about an alleged affair she had with Trump years earlier, which Trump denies. Do they ever refer to her as Karen McDougal? Uh, Yeah. They do. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. I mean, they are talking about it. It's pretty clear that, he, that he's paying them off. But is anybody really surprised? Well, I just don't understand what it's supposed to mean. Right. I mean, you look at you look back at the presidents of the United States. Pretty much all of them are filthy. No, I get it. it just calm down with this. I, I I like how you use it against one president, but not another, because. That guy doesn't agree with your politics. Well, I think the question that that isn't answered is, what does Cohen really know, and is yeah. he doing this to try to protect himself? So, yeah. I mean, this by itself, I mean, Donald Trump's been married a bunch of times. He's a womanizer. I don't think anybody that voted for him didn't know that. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, you're absolutely right. And you're right. It's not without precedent in the presidents. You got that Not right. all of them are know philanderers but uh, not all of them a lot of them were do you think it's true that uh nancy reagan was stood up in frank sinatra in the White House? <laughs> that's that's the word. i know a really good dirty joke about that but <laughs> can't tell it with cassie in the room or on the microphone yeah i suppose not the punchline is come on in frank oh, i like it so you think it's true i, I have i i don't have an opinion i Oh, here we go. I don't go. know. She seemed like she was very devoted. I think to Woody Ronald. Allen, one of Woody Allen's kids, looks a little bit like the chairman <laughs> yeah, of the board. Ask me a pharaoh. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Ronan? Yeah. Ronan yeah. 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 He oh, looks just like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yes, I'm Woody Allen's kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. sure you are. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Yeah, no doubt He's about a spit it. spit an image of his dad. <laughs> yeah, well, his alleged dad. Yeah. <laughs> and the tapes released marked a d- dramatic rupture in the relationship between President and Cohen. Uh, previously a steadfast supporter, in addition to working as Trump's personal attorney and longtime confidant, Cohen is under criminal investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan for his personal financial deals, 
including uh, the payment he made to porn actress Stormy Daniels on Trump's behalf before the election, though he has not been charged with any wrongdoing. Have, did they ever make prove that he made a payment to Stormy Daniels? I, I don't know for sure. I don't think they I, ever I, proved I, this, it. There's just so much going on. I can't follow it. I don't have I the know. will to, quite honestly. You know, look, JFK stooped everybody he came in contact with. Bill Clinton, same story. Uh, you heard about, you know, Donald Trump. His whole life he's been he's been womanizing. There's no question. A lot of these other guys, when he's like, hey, look, whenever uh, LBJ talked to Republican people, he would always talk to him while he was pooping. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think that's odd behavior? JLBJ is an interesting case. Oh, He's God, he a, was. really an interesting... You watch that movie, you'll, you'll see he's a very complex character. I think that I think Bill uh, that, that uh, Jimmy Carter was a pretty decent guy and a really decent husband. Yeah. He was just a bad president. Yeah. And it'll happen. Well, he picked bad people. Not that he was necessarily that bad, but he picked really bad people that he surrounded himself with. They have some unusual ones. Oh, I, I think the value, the real value of the Carter administration is it was sort of an offset to the end of the Vietnam War and yeah. the Nixon administration. Yeah. We needed to get some moral compass back in big government, and he certainly provided that. I, I'm, I've always I think been a fan true, of yeah. Jimmy Carter's. He ruled at tough times. I mean, the, we hadn't figured out the whole OPEC thing, and inflation right. was just wildly out of control. It is um, pretty amazing. I mean, it really, it's unbelievable. Oh, this they're going to move him. Nassar, remember that guy that sexually assaulted how many, like 100 athletes? Oh, yeah. Like Larry Nassar? Oh, yeah. Larry Nassar, I think it's yeah. more than that. I think it's is it more than 100? Two. Isn't oh, that the God. one with the gymnasts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Yeah, he's the doctor. Apparently, they, they're going to move him to a new facility because he's not safe. Well, I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he is. Well, good. I'm glad he's not safe. That's wonderful. Uh, I don't know. this. The, all of this stuff. It, it, could we, once again, could we report the news with an even hand? Could you please, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, could you serve all the people? Is that a real hard thing to do? So what happened now? What are you reading? Nothing. I, oh, I just okay. These guys, right. I am so sick of you're this party and you're that party, so I hate you and I'll never get along with anything and I don't care. Would you grow up, for God's sake? What is that? I don't know. It's... You don't, I don't like you. Playground <laughs> politics. It yeah. is playground politics. I don't know this whole deal. Um, there was a, oh, you know what? we got to take a break and then come back. I want to talk to you about this scam that's been set up with the little uh, com- the, the camera in your computer. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. We will come back in just a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen, with part two of Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? Why is it cool? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? An X check? I'm going to get it today. North American Banking Company. Celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020. To RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more 
about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Well, I'm coming for a ride. I had some bad luck, can't you see? Trying to get back to my home. Who's the first ten, though? Well, right. It is. He sounds just like Elvis. He does. I mean, he's, he's got a phenomenal voice. Rick does. Yeah, apparently. Sounds just like Elvis. Yeah, that was an original that he wrote. And, um, do, 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 do. yeah, you can find him on Facebook. That, that song was called Memphis or Bust. And th- th- Dave showed me a picture of him and uh, Rick at Sun Records. Oh, yeah. In uh, Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. In Memphis. So, yeah. He, I don't know. You could totally tell he loves that era of music. And Yeah. So. It's understandable. There are two new scams uh, on the Internet you're going to have to keep your heads up for. One of them apparently is um, because all these all these websites have been, uh, you know, I guess hacked over the years. People do have some of your personal information, but you got to be careful because just because they have your personal information doesn't mean they can do what they say they're going to do. One of the scams is now they contact you and say, um, "We have your information." And also that little camera on your laptop, we were taking pictures of you and manipulating yourself while you watched pornography, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is not true. They just say that's what they're doing. And I thought to myself, if you sat down and watched a picture of me with my wiener hanging out watching porno, why would I possibly care that you have a picture <laughs> of that? What You want to look at that? It's your business. Why would I care about that? But I guess a lot of people do care about it. Do you understand that? Well, first of all, you, wouldn't you have to have the laptop, like, across the room to, yeah. to film that? You would think. Would. It's a pretty yeah. uh, pretty low focal length camera. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, what, so what's the angle? I, I'm looking at the camera on my laptop right now. It seems to me it would catch me from, like, here yeah, to here. about that. So how would they? Yeah. Well, so, you'd have to be... Called the human tripod. Let's put it that you'd way. Be, you'd be well endowed. That's right. But yeah, is that a leg or? Oh my God! But I just thought about that. So you got a picture of me watching pornography. So what? Who cares? I mean, I don't watch a lot of pornography. I'm not really into pornography. But if I did, I don't care if you have a picture of me watching porn. I, I, but I, apparently, this uh, they charge. They, you got to send them like 500 bucks or something like that. Send, if you send 500 bucks, we won't release the uh, the pictures to your family or whatever. So far, they've made about $50,000, I guess, doing that. Mm. So does that mean that the person that they're trying to scam might be guilty? Uh, yes, I think that's exactly. <laughs> oh, I, the numbers, I guess, of, of men and women who watch pornography are huge. Uh. They're huge numbers. It's, it's something like 80% of... Men and forty percent of women. Some it's, it's close to those numbers anyway. But all of these things that annoy people. I just now. watch them for the stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know I love the pizza boy the one. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you get the pizza guy coming, and you know that whole whole deal. Guy with a pool vacuum. It's just guy with a pool vacuum. Well, that'll be good too. I had one time. I had turned on uh, my desktop, and a sc- I got like a blue screen, and it had the FBI. Seal oh, on yeah. It. oh yeah! Oh yeah! And it yeah. says your computer is locked. We have detected that someone has been searching child pornography. Oh god! In order to unlock, oh, you god. need to pay a fine. And I'm thinking, well, if this is true, yeah, the FBI would not be doing this. They'd be at my door. That's right. Yeah. Why would they you say would you be can? In the back of a car. Yeah. You can pay up, pay your guilt away. Yeah. Well, that's the exact point, Andy. Is, is that? Yeah. No, it doesn't y- make sense. You pay a fine, and we'll let you watch more child porn. Yeah. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. God, that's the one thing I'll never understand, why people like watching child pornography. I, that, what happened to you that you enjoyed that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. It's just amazing. So we got, the, we got the pictures of you watching pornography, and you're all terrified of it. You can pull that on me all you want because I couldn't give a rat's ass what you have a picture of. Uh, the FBI's Jacksonville Division warned Central Florida residents and others of a blackmail scam claiming to have evidence of adultery to its victims. The scammer usually threatens to reveal the information to the recipient's family or spouse unless demands are met, according to the FBI. 
The warning issued on Monday says the scam begins when the scammer sends an anonymous letter claiming to have uncovered evidence that the recipient of the letter has committed acts of adultery. Uh, And once again, if you're messing around on your husband or your wife and people find out about it, what are you going to do? They found out. You're busted. Okay, it's over. What else? First of all, if you really loved your husband or your wife, you wouldn't be doing it in the first place unless you got a bad marriage. Yeah, that scam I'm fine with. Yeah, you like that scam? The scammer then threatens to reveal the evidence of victim's family, friends, or spouse. To avoid detection, the scammer often insists on being paid in Bitcoin. Once again, I'll send you all the Bitcoin you want, that worthless crap. Mm. (laughs) I mean, is Bitcoin worth anything, really? It's fallen way off last time I looked. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I hear. trying to see if I've got one saved. CBS affiliate WLTX obtained one of the letters in the blackmail scam. The scammer writes to the victim, I know about the secret you're keeping from your wife and everyone else. I have evidence of what you've been hiding. This blackmail. See, that's one thing that people, it's one of the things that people who don't like me really don't like about me. Because I'm very open and honest about anything. I couldn't get it. There was nothing you could tell me you found out about me that I would give a rat's ass about. Yeah, nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. I, it's like, whatever. Oh, you could call this person. That, yeah, I did. What about it? It's, you know, am I the worst human being on earth because of that? For So to you I am, but not to everybody else. <laughs> what do I care? I, I, what is that reflex in your brain that makes you go, oh, my God, they found out i got to do something about this? What is that in your brain that I know. That is it the whole that? fight or flight thing? or Is that what it is, you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. I'm, not, I'm looking at my phone for something interesting. But I, I keep getting scam letters supposedly from Apple, and they were written by somebody in probably translated from the native Sanskrit yeah. into Indian and then finally into English because it's well, just so it's it's the weirdest thing in the world. Who would be fall for that? I don't get it. But well, I, I get, I've get i been getting a lot of them in the last couple of weeks. So you're doing something that you don't want your family or certainly your wife or whatever to find out about. What? So what would cause you to do it if you don't want your family to find out about it? Does that make any sense? You know... Joe from Louisville made a made an interesting comment just now. He said, "Well, prenuptial agreements. Yeah, I suppose that's true yeah. if you're having an affair, but if you signed away a fortune, then why are you doing it?" Yeah, really. That's kind of on you. It's on you. I mean, if you're doing it and you signed a prenup, then it's on you anyway. You're the one who, who took the chance of losing all that money. You rolled the dice and lost. That's yeah. just like yep. any other kind of game. People do some pretty sleazy stuff. They, they really can't do, help don't themselves. they? Themselves. They can't. Why? Why can't they? Um, some people like that element of living, or walking that fine line, or living on what they say, you know, the dangerous zone. Oh, the dangerous zone. You know, zone. they just they like that thrill. I guess. Now, Cassie, don't take this wrong because you're the only woman in the room. <laughs> but I think that people have a type of of person. Okay, so men. I would have a type of woman that I'm attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you've seen that type of woman naked, why do you want to? Th- wh- what's the big thrill in seeing other women naked if they look just like the woman? I mean, the body, you know, from the neck down, not the face yeah. necessarily. What's the big thrill of seeing somebody else's breasts? I that uh, they look just like the ones you're attracted to, and you got married. So like, what is that? Guys are very visual. When it comes to sexuality, really, women aren't as visual. So I'm assuming guys just, they always like that. It's something new and different or fresh. I don't know. I can't really, because to me, genitalia on either men or women, it all looks the same to me. I, that's so exactly what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what, exactly you know, what the attraction is, but I'm not a man, so I can't. Say from a man's perspective, what you guys think when well, you look at women. Let me put it this way: like in this room, this room is extremely well lit. If I was having sex with someone in this room, I would not be comfortable because I might catch my own image in the window. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to see that. You know, whatever. I just don't get it. This blackmail scam isn't new, although the FBI says it continues to evolve as scammers change tactics. The so FBI, you don't have mirrors on the ceiling in your bedroom anymore? I, we do God. not anymore. <laughs> anymore. Yeah, that's exactly it. No, it's not a whole lot of that. 
Catherine and I like it pretty dark. I will tell you that. Honestly. I don't blame her. Well, I'm sorry. No, you're absolutely right. I don't blame her either. She's a wonderful woman. I'm madly in love with your your mom still, Andy. I shouldn't say still. I always have been. I'll tell you a funny story. The first time we went out to dinner and Sarah met Catherine, I think it was when we were in Florida, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it was. It wasn't was. that long ago. It was, at, uh, it was at the uh, steakhouse. Yeah. So we're driving back, Flagler and I said, Steakhouse. so what did you think? And he goes, God, was, Sarah goes, that was really fun. It was, uh, you know, it was great to hang out with him. And, you know, I always, Tom always talks about his wife as how beautiful she is. I didn't realize that he'd married Jane Fonda. She does look a yeah, lot like Jane does. Fonda. And when she was young, like in her 20s, she really looked yeah. like Jane Fonda. That is true. Yeah, I remember that. I remember her saying that. I didn't know you married Jane Fonda. <laughs> Oh God! She has that one profile, certainly like that yeah, one profile. Right. So that it, it does. She looks a lot like her. Um, the FBI warns it's unknown how widespread this version of the blackmail scam is currently, but a similar worded letter has been reported to law enforcement agencies across the country. I, I just once again, what do you do? Why would you do something if someone caught you doing it? You could be blackmailed. Why would you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. I well, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, think about people that are drug addicts, but their family doesn't know yet. Yeah, that, yeah. I suppose. That happens You bring a lot. that into it. You bring drugs, a drug addiction into it, that's a whole different kettle yep. of fish. No, you're, you're well, absolutely right about that. The thing about drug addiction is if you stopped doing that drug, then your family would find out. Because all of a oh, sudden you true, would yeah. get really sick and they yeah, would be like, well... They'd want to take Especially you to a hospital. Yeah, exactly. And then the hospital would be like, "Well, this is obviously opiate withdrawal." And then, so they kind of have to keep doing the drug to prevent that from happening. So, what do you think this Demi Lovato thing's all about? I think it's about she's a heroin addict. She is a heroin addict, isn't she? Because they tried to deny that it was heroin that she overdosed on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And didn't they go? Didn't they find her at noon or something like that? Yeah, it was yeah, it middle was like- of the day. Well, I think heroin is kind of an all-day thing. The That's ambulance probably, yeah. was called like at around 11 o'clock in the morning. Jeez, uh, she's only 25? God, I thought she was like 40. No, she's been very successful. Well, she's- I mean, drugs will do that, though. Meth and heroin, apparently. Uh, well, she's a very pretty woman, don't you think? I think she's had some hard years on her. Really? Given well, I mean, drugs do that, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe- And if you do enough to overdose, then that's they'll really do that. Yeah. Demi Lovato warned us she was off the wagon, but who knew it was this bad? Yesterday, she ended up in the hospital after an apparent overdose. They had to shoot her up with Narcan. That is okay. not a good sign, yeah, is it? And then she was probably... Well, that's, pretty, that's standard protocol for any sort of... Oh, I thought you were close to death when they Narcaned you. Well, I mean, that's... It's what they do to stop the drug from continuing to, to do what it they does. Because they don't know it, how much you've taken. It blocks yeah. the opiate receptors, right? Yeah, because yeah. they don't want you going into cardiac arrest yeah. because what happens Respiratory if you, arrest. Well, yeah, respiratory and then cardiac because a lot but, of times yeah. these drugs, it, your body slows down so much you just mm-hmm. stop That's breathing. Right. Yep. So no. they try and prevent that from happening. Yeah, and for, all they, for all they know that there, there's still a bunch of unmetabolized opiate in your system. So yeah. they just... Get put put Narcan in you, so and you don't get worse. That's why Prince got it on the plane. Yeah, and I want to know why. If they had to Narcan him on the plane, why would you leave him alone ever? I don't know. I mean, it's like what a couple of weeks later he died, wasn't yeah, it? it well, why would you leave him alone? They the, had to Narcan the guy. They're not legally allowed to, you know. I suppose you can't seize someone because they're a drug addict. Well, I'm just talking about his bodyguards and all like that. Why would you leave him alone in an elevator? Well, they probably were his yes men. Yeah, oh, God, totally. That's t- see, that's that's unforgivable in my book. Yeah, I mean, unforgivable. You know, it's one of those weird uh, things that probably none of us will understand, even as a drug addict. Because when you're famous and a drug addict, it's a lot different. Yeah. yeah. Because I'd like to point out to people that she looked at Doug when that happened. So, you know. That's because I'm famous. I'm I think that. we have George Wallace. Oh, you think George is on with us? George. I think George Wallace is on with you. Good afternoon. My Good God. Afternoon. George Wallace is with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I tell you, George, I, I do have to take a, a very quick break, but it's only like a couple of minutes, so then we have an entire... How long do you have with us? Do you have the whole 15-minute segment? I have until Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Uh, yeah, which Tuesday? we got uh, time. 
I love talking to George Wallace, and something really exciting is happening in George Wallace's life. And we're going to take a very, very quick break. We'll be right back in just two minutes, just a couple of minutes on the radio stations. Uh, George Wallace, our very, very special guest, right after this Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Let's talk about good things. Does your car work? You got a roof over your head? You got kids, parents, a spouse who loves you, or a mate? These are the good things you have because you live in America, the country that has more immigration than any other nation on earth. You have these things because the U.S. military stands at a wall and protects you from any person or thing that would take them away from you. The entire volunteer military that stands at the ready just in case. The greatest fighting force ever known on planet earth. Every person serving in our military is ready to lay down their life for your freedom. And all too often, they do. I'm the executive director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation, an organization set up to do just one thing. Take care of families left behind when one of our brave fighters loses their life for you. We're riding motorcycles throughout the country to achieve this purpose, and you can help. Go to goldstarride.org and make a donation or learn where we are so you can come and ride with us. It's a small thing we do. It was a huge thing that they did. Goldstarride.org. That's goldstarride.org. Make a donation today. I like this music. This is this works for me. This is good music to say the following. George Wallace, the man, the comedian, the legend. <laughs> what do you think of that intro, George? The governor. That's why I say segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. <laughs> Not that George Wallace. A different George Wallace. You said, you said the governor. I didn't say the governor. I said the, the man, the comedian, the legend. But I'll say the governor. Oh. I'll say it for you, George. I must have said the governor. I apologize. No, you don't, hey, listen, I'm a huge fan of yours. You don't have to do anything but just be on the show. That's all I have to say. George Wallace returns to Las Vegas with a new residency at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. The new Mr. Vegas is back. Renowned comedian and longtime star of stage and screen, George Wallace is returning to Las Vegas with a new residency show at the intimate Westgate Cabaret at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. I talked to George about a week ago, and I pointed out to George one time I was driving from Minneapolis-St. Paul to uh, Palm Beach, Florida, and by coincidence, as I was driving through the United States, George appeared on every town's <laughs> radio station that I was passing through from Minneapolis all the way down to Florida. It was unbelievable. It was great. That was, yeah, that was a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact. It was wonderful. Well, and that's amazing. But today, you got me. Nobody but you. It's just the two of us. Well, you're the best. That we we, we have uh, my son Andy's here. Cassie and Doug are here as well, and we're looking forward to it. I'm really really glad uh, that we got to hook this thing up because you are. What I really like, George, is you're very fired up. You're very excited about uh, the new show at the Westgate. George will perform Tuesday through Thursday at 8 p.m. inside the intimate Westgate Cabaret at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Uh, I, what a great idea. This is a, this is a wonderful idea, and I know you're very, very excited about it, George. I am very excited, and you mentioned Tuesday through Thursday, and actually sometimes if I don't have a gig, I'll just work Friday and Saturday also. Wonderful. If I'm not doing anything, so chances are you will get me here at the Westgate. That's a wonderful thing. You still you still spend a lot of time on the road, though, too, George? I just finished a 35-city uh, tour around the world. I went to Hong Kong and Macau, and I was in uh, every city, Madison Square Garden. So we've been having a lot of fun. But it's great 
to be back here in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is actually a new city. You know, in the last year, yeah. we just got our first Cracker Barrel. We just got our first Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we just got our first Five Guys Hamburger. Five Guys Hamburger, we're just getting this stuff. Yeah. We're a little slow. That's a good Five thing. Guys Hamburger, you, you have that, don't you? We do on Chris Humphreys, the former NBA star Chris Humphreys, uh, is one of the uh, owners of, of a lot of the franchises of Five Guys up here. That is a young man who knows what he's doing, I'll tell you that. Well, I'll tell you what, Five Guys, that's just too many people touching my meat. But it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I understand that. That's, five Guys is too many people. You're absolutely right about that. I, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they give you plenty of French fries, don't they? Oh, my God, they love you with French fries. But the French fries are really good, too. That's the other thing. The French fries are fantastic, so... It works for me. The whole idea works for me, as a matter of fact. It's, uh... I love it. I love it. It's a good hamburger, so you can count on that. Now, George, I have to ask you a question. You said you were in Macau and Hong Kong. Do you know anybody, mm-hmm. whether it's a musician, a comedian, whatever it is, or whomever it is, anybody who's in Macau, did they ever come back with the check they were paid with? Because there's a lot of gambling going on over there, isn't there? Oh, my goodness. Macau makes Las Vegas look like Atlantic City. That's this place I... is so great. If you ever have a chance to go, do go to Macau. It's just wonderful. They gamble like crazy over there. That's what I've heard. So Huge amounts of money, too. Well, you know, the hotels are bigger, so they're, they're losing. They're still losing, but they gamble. <laughs> yeah, I don't gamble. I just watch. Yeah, you told me you're not a gambler, which I think is, is wise. Because, you see, it, my, my deal's always been, George, like when we go to Vegas, we do a couple of shows there uh, a year, uh, most years anyway, and I will go gamble for about a half an hour. I'm not going to lose a whole bunch of money, but, you know, you're out there, and it's fun to go sit and I, – I don't do the live games. I only do the video poker because I'm kind of shy. Oh, really? I'm, I'm very shy, George. That's my problem. But <laughs> Well, you're doing the right thing. Just go have fun, you know. Even me, uh, I'm doing okay. I'll take 200 or $300 and have fun with it. If I win, I win. If I lose, I'm happy. It's just playing the game and the excitement of Las Vegas and having fun. And it's just, it's, it's a different city and it's grown. It's so different now. You know, we have hockey now here. Yeah, we absolutely. Have hockey, Major League Hockey. Went to the finals. As a matter of fact, Washington Capitals uh, ended up winning. Year, in the first, see, the hockey players in Las Vegas, they know they have to score very soon because. Within an hour and a half, the ice is going to melt. So that's why we have to score <laughs> really quickly. When are the Raiders coming to Vegas? Because I know the the Oakland Raiders are coming to Las Vegas too. Is that a year or two away still? I think they will be here in 2020. I mean, we got okay. hockey, we got soccer, we got WNBA, we got oh, we got marijuana too. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We got marijuana here now. So <laughs> I did know that. You didn't know that? I did know that, yeah. Last time I was I was there, we were appearing. God, where were we appearing? I don't remember. But I got up on stage and I told everybody, look, I know this is your first time you've been in Vegas since, since pot is legal. You're going to try the edibles, but do me a favor. If you, take, if you do the 10-milligram edible and two hours later you don't feel anything, do not do another edible because you're going to really not like what happens to you. And a couple of people did. They, they said, well, I, I did 10 milligrams and nothing happened, so I had to do 10 more. No, you didn't have to do 10 more, believe me. Tom, it's been pretty good out here. Since we uh, legalized pop, pot, we haven't had one incident that, that the police was called. No trouble, none whatsoever. Yeah, see, that's how it should be. But I tell you what, when the sports team comes to uh, Las Vegas with the marijuana, everybody's going to take a knee. <laughs> You think that'll happen? So instead so of hey, listen, there's so much fun here and so many things to do with all of the great restaurants in Las Vegas. Oh God, it's just yes. Different. And at my hotel, I still have free parking. Yeah, you were telling me that last week. As a matter, you told me that there's free parking there at the Westgate. How did the whole Westgate thing come together, George? Well, I used to work at the Flamingo for ten years. Yep. And some yep. of the management, uh, they went over to the Westgate, a new property here, which is the world's largest time-sharing company, and uh, we came up with a deal. They wanted to work. I'm one of the few entertainers that can entertain young, old, black, white, hip-hoppers, gangbangers. Doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. I just like people, and they thought I was the right uh, package for the hotel, and they have uh, new entertainment. They just, uh, they were voted the 
Best Entertainment Hotel in the city last week. You know, we got Barry Manilow there. We got uh, Earl Turner and Glenn Holmes, and we got Magic. It has just changed. It's a brand new city at the Westgate, and you got George Wallace. The billboard says he's black, black. The elf moves around. He's black, black Wallace. It's, it's a lot of fun here. So when you come to Las Vegas. Come to the new property and you'll have some fun. George, one thing I've always admired about you is that, and it's basically white people in America now, love to talk about the differences between between the races. They love to talk about you know, how, what, what white people should do and what black people should do. And I, I've always liked your attitude about the whole thing. You're just, you're you and you're, it's just the way it is. I love your view on life. You guys take it all in stride. I, I, I like. That. I just like living, Tom. I like living. I just yep. talk about everything. Like I was down in Florida. Hey, hey, Tom. You know, I thought Las Vegas was was taking people's money, but last week I was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. They are just robbing people in Orlando. Have you <laughs> been down there lately? Oh yeah, everything's expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. Tom, in Las Vegas, you have to be twenty-one years of age to lose money. Yes. In Orlando, Florida, they don't care. They rob everybody. How old is the baby? Two years old? $110 goes to the gate. They don't they rob everybody. <laughs> that is very true. In Orlando, you know it rains every day in Orlando at 2 o'clock. Right? But they won't tell yep. the people that. They wait till you get in the park, and they charge you $9 for a piece of plastic with a hole in it. <laughs> a bunch of them go over here. They rob everybody in Florida. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, though. I, I do love Disneyland and Disney World and all that. I do love that stuff, Universal, all the rest of it. But there's a lot of that stuff in, in, in Las Vegas now, too. There are a lot of, They have a, a presence there as well. There are a lot of fun things to do in Las Vegas. Well, we do. We have uh, the world's tallest uh, on top of the uh, this tall hotel here. They got the Music uh, Park on top of the hotel. The, uh, oh, and the Stratosphere. I forgot the name of the Stratosphere. Is the that Stratosphere. It? Yeah. You got a uh, hundred stories. People are jumping off the building. Did you know that? Yeah, you couldn't pay me to go on that roller coaster. Oh, God. <laughs> what is it, about a hundred stories high? Well, yeah, not only the 50. roller coaster, people are now jumping off the building on a line. They jump 110 stories down to the oh, ground. Oh, so I'm good. Well, it's only $20. Yeah, it's only $20 to jump. <laughs> that, that, $80 to up your laundry. That tells me the pot business is really good in, in, in Las right. Vegas. You'd have to be higher than a kite to do that. I love you? that. You'd pay 20 bucks to jump off, but 80 bucks to clean your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The amusement parks are so great here, they have competition. They have other rides. Who has the best roller coaster? The roller coaster at the New York, New York Hotel. Yep. The slingshot at the at the uh, the Sky Tower and some kind of snacks at, at Circus Circus. I don't know, but they found out the best ride to be in Las Vegas turned out to be some girl named Shirley in Pahrump. So. <laughs> in Pahrump, would be for the uninitiated. Pahrump would be legal uh, legalized prostitution in Pahrump. Right. That well, is it, it is legalized there. It is legal, yep. It is legal in Pahrump. Yeah, that's where they are. That's where the houses are. No question. George, where did you grow up? I grew up in the beautiful... I grew up in Africa. Have you ever been to Africa? I have not been to Africa. You grew up in Africa? I talk about this on stage. Well, if you've never been to Africa and you want to go to Africa, you call Delta Airlines and they will fly you to Atlanta. George, you can get oh. away with that. I cannot. Yeah, we couldn't tell you that joke. Let me tell you something. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> you won't know the difference. There's so many black people in Atlanta. Africans get off their plane. They go, oh, my God, I'm in the motherland. So <laughs> That's where I grew up. George, your, is, was it your parents that made you say, yeah, you have a great view of life and you're not afraid of anything. You find everything to be entertaining. Was that your parents as a little kid that, that gave you that confidence? I think so. My parents instilled in me in respect Fantastic. and love everybody. I grew up loving everybody, yep. and yep. I don't know. I, I just love people, man. I just love to have fun. And I, I don't do a PC show, but I do it in a way that everybody can have fun. I would never embarrass people. Like, no. I had a blind lady come to my show last night, and she came in late, and I chewed her out. <laughs> I said, how the hell can you come in here late? You got somebody to lead and guide you around here. I said, look at all these other people in here. That's what I said to Flatley. Look at all these other people. That's really nice, George. And she stood on the floor and just laughed, laughed, laughed. If you do it right, everybody's going to have fun. 
as long as you don't hurt and embarrass anybody. So that's what I do. I love having fun with people. And, you know, the show is different every night. People from all over the world. It's just great. I have the greatest job in the world. All I got to do is talk for 45, 50 minutes. I'm done. What a blessing. I love what I do. I honor my essence. I wish everybody enjoyed their work like we do. And I know you enjoy your work. And your son that with you, y'all ain't doing nothing. That's exactly it. Ladies and gentlemen, George Wallace performing at the Westgate in Las Vegas. You are one of my favorite people in the world because you have the greatest attitude. It's interesting that you can pick out someone because, George, I didn't know that it was your, your parents. But talking to you, I knew your parents instilled great confidence and a, and a great love of, of life itself. I, every time you, your name pops up in the docket, I love it because you're a great interview, sir. Thank you so much. And my parents are great. And, you know, not only me, but, you know, my brother, I have seven Super Bowl rings in my family. Did you know that, Tom? God, seven Super Bowl rings. I did not know my that. My brother, Steve Wallace, played for the 49ers for uh, 13 years with Joe Montana and Steve Young. God. My nephew is a money tumor, played for the New York Giants. Well, sure. And my other nephew is Bobby Hamilton, played for the New England Patriots. I know. Yeah, all those, they're, they're all members of your family. Yes, every, my mama played football, too, by the way, since we're talking about She did? <laughs> You're making it up as you go along. George. You're a running back and a back. She was a don't talk back. You know? <laughs> God. George, thank you very much for your time, sir. I hope we talk again very, very soon. We'll see you at the Westgate in Las Vegas. Thank you for your time today, sir. This is George Wallace. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You're a good See, man. Give away a pair of tickets for people coming to the show. Give away some tickets. You can do it, Tom. Come right. to my show. I gave you the authority to do it. I will do that, sir. I will take care of it. Thank you very much. He is one of my favorite people on earth. He's just the nicest guy. He's never never got anything negative to say about anybody. He just loves to have fun. Isn't it interesting, though, that you can tell when somebody had good parents? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. You can. There's no question about it. They're decent people. They're just fun-loving. Don't want to hurt anybody. Just, uh, yeah. Oh, you had good parents, didn't you? Yes, I did. We could not do the we're from Africa joke, though. Uh, no, we're not going to get the we're, oh, my God, we're in Atlanta. It's the homeland. We're from Africa. No, that's not going to work. Not going to work. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.